you may have realized that being healthy feels different than it did in the past now that you're over 50. If you want to maximize your health potential but don't have time to read through overwhelming pages of Google links, this is the show for you. Welcome to Healthy Tips After 50. We love doing the research, finding solutions, talking to health experts, and learning what works and what doesn't. Now, your host. She spent the last 25 years dedicated to feeling her best and is here to share her best findings with you, Susan Rosen. Hello, everyone. It's your host, Susan Rosen. And my guest today is a very esteemed and um, I don't even know how to describe him. But anyways, doctor who has dealt with and developed, I think, in from the very beginning, the use of hormonal treatment for both women and men. And so we're going to talk a little bit about that. And I want to ask Dr. David Rosen, (laughs) take names don't that there's one thing names don't stick in my brain anymore and welcome to the show is david thank you susan david okay it is okay good to be here so why don't you tell us a little bit about about your background um you've been at this for quite a while so i knew i was going to be a doctor when i was very young and Ah. um, when i arrived in medical school in the 1960s i felt like i'd come home to my synagogue my church and uh-huh. I loved it. And then by the completion of medical school, I really had a curiosity in what else was available and what about healing. Hmm. And so I just kept following the bouncing ball as my own career and life unfolded. Got interested in nutrition and tox- detoxification and exercise. And I got extremely interested in healing my own emotions and my own consciousness and learning how to love. And I met up with a lot of, uh, a lot of issues to heal in my own self. So mm-hmm. in the process of being so committed to that, I learned a lot about other folks too. <laughs> and it really got me deep into understanding more, at least as much as I can understand how people get ill and how people get well and how they heal. And so I've devoted my career to it. And and it's I didn't have to because I sort of hopped on a Dharmic River and just have been floating freely and rafting ever since. And so my career has unfolded in many ways, including in the early 1990s, a patient of mine stormed into my office without a without a, a appointment, slammed her fits on the desk and said, don't think you know me. I'm I'm going crazy. I'm actually going crazy. And it was a little bit of a surprise to me because I did know her. She was in her mid-40s and she'd been so successful in life, she had retired in her mid-40s. Wow. So I knew, it, I knew uh, awareness was not one of her challenges. And serendipitously, I had been speaking with a physician in Northern Carolina, in Northern California. Uh-huh was uh, talking about progesterone and I prescribed some progesterone to her. And three weeks later, later, I got a letter from Deborah saying, oh my God, I can't believe this stuff. I'm totally myself again. Thank you so much. And that was very dramatic because in medicine, by the time someone wants to consult with a physician, there's usually a lot of water under the bridge in the sense that mm-hmm. there's the illnesses and the lack of health have been gotten more deeply ingrained. And it's a slow moving train to help people emerge from some mm-hmm. of the diagnoses and health issues that they have. But not this was not the case. But again, I wasn't guiding my career. She referred me to a couple of women and it was yeah. right up my my where I love to function in medicine. I really love biochemistry. I really love 
hormonology and these equations. Mm -hmm. And before I knew it, I was seeing a lot of women in menopause. And I was, again, enchanted with how much powerful results could take place. And the demographic that I was working with Mm -hmm. was basically empowered, healthy women, midlife. So there's, you know, there's there was issues, but they fell off of a cliff in many instances and couldn't sleep, were losing their libido, their energy, their vaginas, their bones, and yet really attending to the details, replenishing these hormones. These are the most powerful biochemicals in our body. And uh, partnering with women to figure it out because there was very little known when I started out in the, in the early 1990s. Yeah. I, I, wrote a, I wrote a book to give women an idea of what I thought they should know, and but the hormones mm-hmm. were going into their body. So we were able to really figure it out together. Mm-hmm. And I learned very quickly on uh, how important it was to really discover the individual individual balances and sensitivities of each individual woman. And once I, once I really got that concept, that this was an individual journey and, and to do really good work, all you really had to do was help the woman understand her own individuality and work with these hormones and brought together a summit kept going. And I could no longer get my arms around functional medicine. It wasn't a name for it when I started off, but that's what I was doing. But the knowledge base exploded so much that I could. So I decided to just choose a lane. And it was a great relief for me uh, doing so because in specializing, I got to get some expert knowledge and expertise that really matters. And so that's how I got here. That's what I'm doing, teaching and mentoring physicians and nurse practitioners oh, wow. how to treat oh, women great. and men in uh-huh. compounded bioidentical hormones. That's what I do. Wow, that's great. That's great. So do you you do specific formulations then for, for people? Or is it just um, using some of the pharmaceuticals that are already out there? Well, you know, for the last thousand years, humans have figured out how to replenish hormones. Then the pharmaceutical manufacturers came around in the 1940s and came out with these horse urine derived estrogens and these artificial molecules of progestins. But by the time I was getting interested, the compounding pharmacists had figured out how to acquire bioidentical, same molecule, really derived from plants, purified by pharmaceutical companies. And uh, so I've only prescribed these compounds that are derived from soy and yams, really. Oh, interesting. Very skillfully uh, processed by pharmaceutical manufacturers to produce these molecularly identical hormones to what the ovaries and what the testicles put out. So that's the only thing that I've uh, been prescribing. Mm -hmm. Also, the the safest and most effective way to administer hormones to women, for example, is be sure that you administer the estrogens and the testosterone topically. And you can do uh, progesterone topically as well. That means you apply it to the skin. And uh-huh. when I started out, what the pharmacists were putting these hormones in to be able to apply them to skin, because you have to you have to put the hormones in some kind of carrier. Right. Right. I discovered that the carriers being used were very strong solvents. Oh, yeah. Pretty much had to because steroid hormones are uh, very poorly soluble. You can't get them up in a solution. If you can't get them up in a solution, you can't administer okay, okay. Right. Can't. But I've been an organic guy my whole adult life. And so mm-hmm. my son and I went on to do some research and develop and uh, develop uh, and get patents on delivering these hormones in organic oils. Oh, how neat. So when you look at a, a cream or a gel, 99% of what's in that gel 
or cream is actually gel or cream, and they got toxic. Right. They're strong solvents. So we didn't make a solution. We made a suspension in certified organic oils, and all you have to do is shake it prior to use, and then you can mm -hmm. use it. And so I care a lot about that. A woman, a woman who really gets involved with uh, doing hormones, you know, if she's using creams or gel, she's applying a quart a year, 99% yeah. of which is yeah, solvent. Yeah. Uh, you do that for 10, 20, 30, 40 years, you acquire a lot of solvents. I'm a holistic guy. And so detoxification in this day and age is really critical to it. Oh, yeah. Best case, avoid the, the toxins, mm -hmm. but detoxify if you get them. So I, I put it together about 18 years ago. I had never seen a hormone. Mm -hmm. And I'd been prescribing them through a compounding bioidentical uh, pharmacist who was shipping them directly to my patient, but they, he missed uh, ship, a shipment to my office. And uh -huh. I'd been prescribing for 10 years. I had never seen a hormone. <laughs> and it came in these white cosmetic jars back then. Oh, I yeah. Amazed. And I broke the seal, opened up to look at the hormone, and out comes this strong odor of a solvent. So I think it matters uh, how you, how you uh, dispense these. And mm -hmm. yeah. Our method includes dispensing them only in organic oils. That's the only thing we we do. Uh huh. Oh, that's great. Yeah, I'm trying to I'm trying to remember. I think I was. I think I had pills. Yeah, that I was given. It works, and yeah. a lot of women have benefited by the oral. Uh huh. Uh -huh. But they carry certain risks, and they're just not the best medicine anymore. Over yeah. the course of we've moved from pills to topicals. For very yeah. important reason. And you know, a lot of good was done by those pills. A lot of good. But, you know, the more people focus in on this, the better ideas we get and deploy yeah. them. And so the state of the art for the last 30 years has been topical application of estrogen. And they're yeah. still giving out pills, but they shouldn't be. Huh? I mean, when the birth control pill came out, what happened? A oh, lot yeah. of there was a, 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 a rare but definitely occurred incidence of clots in the yeah. veins and in the lungs. It was a complication, and that's, that's really a result of oral estrogen. It does not occur mm. when you apply estrogen topically. And there's reasons why that occurs. I'm not going uh -huh. into chemistry. Yeah. But why in the world would you want to give out an oral estrogen when you can give out a topical estrogen and then leave the world of risk for thrombophlebitis and pulmonary embolus. These kind of details, you know, they, they're discovered over time. Of course. Of course. You start where, where you, where you are and then exactly. develop from there. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I don't remember. There was some particular reason I stopped, but I don't remember exactly what it was. But, um, yeah, unfortunately I, I didn't, um, find a, I guess you have offices in California. I could have reached out to you. <laughs> um, you know, to we train we train physicians and nurse practitioners uh -huh. all over the United States, and yeah. we've got people in California we've trained. Oh, okay, okay. Well, uh, well, I have to I have to maybe get a couple names from you before we before we we get off <laughs> Zoom. Yeah, that could be interesting. But um, so. What are there particular ages and do things work differently as men and women get older? A woman's hormones, the peak output is at the age 20 plus or minus a couple of years. And then a woman's hormones decline. They never stop declining. And there's consequences at every decline. Ideally, with anything medical or automotive or anything, catch it early and you get more leverage. It's easier to deal with. But uh, I recommend that when, whenever a woman gets the desire, that that's the time. Mm. Mm. And my mother wouldn't let me get near her with um, anything medical 
But when she started having uh, cognitive challenges in uh, her 80s, and, and uh, she finally let let me uh, work with her, and my mother-in-law uh-huh. too. Um, so at any age, you get the desire, go for it with everything in you. It's the most okay. important thing that you can do. It's the most powerful thing. And uh-huh. a lot of women and men are in assisted living facilities and nursing homes. And a lot of people have cognitive decline, and it's yeah. totally related to the hormones. There's other causes of cognitive decline. Okay. Right. The most common cause that's mm. so prevalent among women, it's one of the most common things I hear, is uh, not thinking as clearly, not remembering as well. But the loss of the muscles and the loss of the bones is the loss of the bladder and the vagina is what gets men and women into nursing homes and assisted living facilities. So whenever you can get it together anywhere along the yeah. line, uh, it's a great time to do it. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's called no. a great time. When the woman goes, I think I want to check this out. That's uh-huh. the best thing. Well, I'll have to, I'll have to, uh, I'll have to think about that. Maybe, maybe check that out again. Come, come around full circle again. I understand you've you've written a few books as well about I this have. subject. Yes, and in fact, isn't it? Haven't you made arrangements with Karina that you could offer that book on your website, the PDF version, for no charge? If you contact Karina, your audience could get access okay. to a PDF copy of Happy Healthy Hormones, which is really the roadmap for women. It's it's what mm-hmm. um, I, I wrote it for women. And I wrote it because I think it's helpful for women to have some knowledge and be part of the process. Yeah. It's not necessary if you find someone who's really skilled. If you find a physician or nurse practitioner who really knows this stuff, you don't have to know anything other than how to find them. Right. But if you don't, it's good to know some stuff. In fact, that's the main job that women and men have. When this starts becoming a subject of interest, your Mm -hmm. main job is not to go to Mm -hmm. medical school. Or not to have to learn everything about this. Too late for that. Yeah. Your main job is to go shopping and find a licensed healthcare provider that you trust that's uh-huh. taken a special interest in hormones and has gotten special advanced uh-huh. training in it. In best case, they're even specializing in it. And they're uh-huh. using time about identical hormones. That's the job. You go shopping. So you start talking to your friends, you go online, yeah. and you keep going until you found the person for you where you go, gosh, this person does care about hormones. They do have training. I like uh-huh. them. I can talk mm. to them. That's the job. And it's easier uh-huh. these days because for men and women, there is no need to see anyone in person as far as the medicine goes. Telemedicine uh-huh. works. So you're in California. So anyone, if you, all you have to do is find a healthcare provider who is in California that's licensed in California. That's your only job because you can do everything by telemedicine, okay. just like you and I are talking uh-huh. right now. Uh-huh, right. There is a requirement that uh, okay. you got to go visit them in person once a year because of testosterone, and uh, it's a controlled substance. So oh. officially you have to show up in their office once a year because uh, the federal government doesn't want people dispensing to just over the Internet there. Ah, uh, okay. So it's, it's um, but all you have to do is see them once a year. Wow. Do the rest okay. by telemedicine. But go shopping and go to your uh-huh. local compounding pharmacy. There's 8,500 of them in the United States. Right. They're the ones who are receiving the prescriptions from those who are prescribing compounded bioidenticals. You definitely okay. want those. And you, if you show up in person, that's going to give you a better shot. And you talk to the chief pharmacist and you say, uh-huh. I really 
hormones. Who who's writing you prescriptions that you really like? That uh, you think really knows their stuff? Yeah, they will know. Okay. They'll uh-huh. know who's doing good work and who's doing base. You know, not okay. such out. Well, that's very good advice. Interesting. Okay. Well, I have to I have to look into that. And because, as you say, it's a the whole field is a lot different now than than when I was taking hormones because it was back in the 1990s, I think, early 2000s. Hmm. Okay. And same for men, huh? I don't know if I could get my husband There's to mistakes being made with men. That, but, um, mm. Men's, uh, to me, men's medicine isn't quite as advanced as women's medicine is. Okay. As far as it being generally practiced out there, because men are often going with injections, mm. or even pellets, this is not ideal. That's done a lot of good. It's too easy to overdose men when you give them injections. And I, I suggest men do what I do, which is apply topical daily testosterone, uh-huh. right doses. And you want to you want to get someone who knows what they're doing because there's moving parts with men too. These things, oh, yeah. uh, you'd think they'd be relatively simple. And you can do a lot of good with some simple stuff, but you, you can get you can get into uncomfortable situations as well. Not if you know what you're doing. It's, uh-huh. it's not rocket yeah. surgery. When you know what you're doing. So you, so <laughs> men too have to go shopping, find someone uh-huh. who knows what they're doing, that they trust, okay. get on the train. So it sounds like there, there's no age limit on this actually, right? I mean, well, there's special precautions that a really knowledgeable provider would do. Okay. If, for example, a woman hasn't had hormones for 10 years, there's special um, steps to take prior to mm. just giving hormones. So it, it is different. You know, you have a young woman in her 30s or 40s who is getting into hormonal imbalance in the perimenopause, and you can uh-huh. just proceed yeah. uh, and start treating. You have a woman whose body, who hasn't had a period for 10 years, or even five years in some cases, um, there's special precautions to take, but they're not that big of a hurdles, and we do it all uh-huh. the time. So okay. I started treating my mother, like I say, when she was 86. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I just, sorry, I, you got me thinking about my mother. <laughs> I wonder if hormones would have, if they had been around at that time. I don't know if she ever got hormones. They used to give her all the, you know, she would, they used to keep telling her she was like manic depressive or something and give her all these things and she'd get worse. <laughs> so I, and I know she was on hormones. She was on hormones at one point, but that would have been a long, long time ago, maybe at the very, very beginning. She's long, she's long gone now. And anyways, funny how your, your mind starts going, you know, thinking about all these different, different things. It sounds like, um, I'm assuming you, you, have a website and we do that okay so is that is that a would that be a good place for for people to start yeah it is you have an interest it's it's bright dot live b-r-i-t-e bright dot live l-i-v-e so is it bright with g-h-t or just t-e no it's uh b-r-i-t-e that's the best place to start yeah okay tell me the bottom the second half again bright b-r-i-t-e dot Uh Live, L-I-V-E. Ah, got it. Okay. So it's not com, it's not org. Right, it's, it's live. live. <laughs> I always love that. Yes, you can You can do all kinds of things these days. <laughs> not like it used to be. Okay, well, I'll for sure put that in the, oh, there it is. It's even in my in my the notes that you guys sent me. How silly of me. I guess I, I could have. And there's another, are you still iwonderdoctor.com? Yes, we that, that's that site is still alive, and there's a lot of good information for people who are interested in their health. And there's okay. even a segment on menopause in there. Okay, and I, I wonder doctor.com. Yep, 
I see that on here too. Great. I will definitely put that, put especially the Bright Live one in the show notes and um, people can find it there. And um, I don't know, it seems like a very short podcast. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Is there anything else I should be asking you about? What's made women reluctant about taking hormones is uh, a false, false interpretation of a medical study in 2002 scared women and healthcare providers tremendously about taking oh. hormones. And I, so it, we proactively, in the method that we use, whether a woman asks us about it or not, mm-hmm. we address the subject of risk. And uh, again, on your in your show notes, you could include a link for people to obtain a free copy of our free pdf copy of our Uh book called happy healthy hormones and karina can help you with that if you have any challenges with that and in chapter three i cover the the subject of risk because my experience is is that for all 30 years that i've been doing just treating women Uh every woman has had a concern in the back of her mind that if she takes these hormones she's going to get in trouble that's the opposite of what's true and i would like maybe to take this opportunity to tell you what the science Uh is okay that'd be great what the medical story is well for one thing we're human beings we're at risk for thousands of diagnoses and some of them are a lot harder to deal with than others yeah and just in the whole subject of cancer where human beings were at risk for hundreds of different cancers and as a man i have a increased relative risk of developing prostate cancer and there's very specific reasons for that mm-hmm. And women have an increased risk of developing breast cancer, which is a lot more prevalent these days than it used to be. And there's very specific reasons for that. However, here's the science. Uh Women who are treated with hormones are at less for developing breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are not being treated with hormones. Oh, interesting. It's the science. It's very contrary to public opinion. It was fueled by false reporting, Mm. a faulty study that was later retracted by the original study committee published 18 years later that, Uh oops, there was no increased risk. They retracted what they originally said, but hardly anyone's heard of that. Everyone heard of the great. And so I wanted to repeat the science to your audience, that the science Mm. is we're all at risk for all kinds of stuff. But (laughs) women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, Uh heart attack, and stroke than women who go untreated. Wow. Men who are treated with testosterone are at less risk for prostate cancer than men who are wow. not treated. Interesting. Interesting. That's the okay. science. Uh-huh. Wow. Illnesses have causes. They have. A, there's a tremendous number of causes. And you have a major interest in nutrition, if I'm correct. Isn't that so? Yes. You know, every single illness relates down to causes of faulty nutrition, toxic exposure, faulty exercise, too much or too little, and a dysfunctional response to the stress of life. All illness comes down to that. So we can get ill. And we can have a lot, we can make a lot of mistakes around uh-huh. what we and how we exercise yeah. or not. And it's, it, we pay a price for that. But the science is men and women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for some pretty big stuff. Yeah, it sounds like it. And stroke. Oh. And men and women who are not treated with hormones. Okay. Less risk. Is it, yeah, isn't there actually just a, didn't I just see a study somewhere? having to do specifically with that with women of how the um the heart attack and stroke and breast cancer 
you know, looking at that, at the risk. I could have sworn I just well, there's, read one. They're starting um, to into public awareness because it's ah, slowly. Okay. Uh-huh. The studies that show that, oh, women who are treated with hormones are at less risk for breast cancer, heart attack, and stroke than women who are untreated. But mm-hmm. You are seeing little glimmers, and there are physicians out there speaking up about this, trying to antidote a false report mm-hmm. that scared millions of women. Yeah, off yeah. Hormone. Yeah, yeah, that may, I I remember whether, I don't think that was the reason I stopped. I don't remember why I stopped. My memory doesn't, doesn't, doesn't function quite as well as it used to. (laughs) Yeah, that, that's, that's interesting. It sounds like looking into the, the hormones are, is actually a good thing, older men and women. Yeah. Um, well, they're the most powerful uh-huh. biochemicals that are floating around in our body. They have a profound okay. effect. And when we lose them, we pay profound prices. And sometimes the symptoms that arise are immediate and extremely life disruptive. Mm. Interfere with sleep, interfere with mood, interfere with thinking, remembering. Mm-hmm. A certain percentage of men and women don't get those immediate, but every Everyone gets the loss of bones, loss of muscles, loss of arterial protection. And that's why when you really look at the numbers of assisted living facilities and nursing homes, yeah, that's the main reason why they're there. The yes. loss of the hormone. Mm, okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Mostly because they've fallen or, or something broke and then they fall. Or they lose bladder control. Yeah. Yeah. Or they can't think clearly. Mm-hmm. family can't take care of them uh, any longer. So that's the yeah. principal reason why these, I mean, God bless the assisted living facilities and nursing homes and all the great work that these oh my heroes, God, yeah. heroines do every day wow. to take care of the elderly. But, mm-hmm. you know, the elderly, for the most part, somewhere along the line, would rather stay at home because their life means as much to them in their 90s as it does to us or anybody. Yeah. But they're not able to because they, you know, you, there comes that transition from walker to wheelchair where you just can't do it anymore. And most of that is caused by loss of hormones. Interesting. When a woman loses her testosterone, when a man loses his testosterone, uh-huh. gradually over time, they lose their muscles. So their lower that extremities get very thin and they mm-hmm. can't walk with stability. And mm-hmm. that's why canes were invented and walkers. Uh-huh. Yeah. And why most people are in wheelchairs when they're elderly is because of the loss of the muscles. No, that makes, that makes can perfect be prevented. sense. Uh-huh. Even losses can be reversed with proper treatment mm. with, with bioidentical hormones. So does that is that also apply um older people who, you know, like start hearing voices and that kind of thing too? Well, or that- you know, we're complex. And when you mention start hearing voices, mm. you're talking about some rather dramatic disturbances in the brain. And those dramatic disturbances can have a lot of different things that are playing in there. Yeah. Not yeah. just the common, the most common brain thing is loss of the ability to think clearly and to remember and to function at the rate that brains mm-hmm. are used to thinking and talking. That's really right. common. A lot of that uh-huh. is yeah. Not all of it. And then, you know, there's dementias. There's Alzheimer's. These are the more severe cases. But when you're talking about hearing voices, you know, there could be other components in there that, Mm. uh, you know, best case you find a professional really knows how to handle some of hearing hearing voices. It's not mild anymore. You want the best in the business to help you out with that. Yeah. Yeah. No, I agree. 
I agree. Yeah, well, we, we won't go there. Okay. I was just curious. <laughs> it's not that I'm hearing voices. I had to, I had to deal with that with with, a, with my mother. So not pleasant. Anyways, well, on that happy note, <laughs> we should probably we should probably wrap up. I know you have you have things to do and places to go, and so um, I want to uh, to thank you very much for coming on. Um, all of this has been has been very valuable information for a lot of people. I've got the sun coming in my right down my middle of my face. And um, I will say that um, even as, as strange as this is going to sound, because you are an MD, none of this is to be seen as medical advice, official medical advice. And um, please don't take it that way. But um, but do take it as information. Go with it from there. That's it. And I will um, say what I usually do to end here, which is that I will see everybody next week. This has been Healthy Tips After 50 with Susan Rosen. To stay on the cutting edge of the most effective health strategies, subscribe to this podcast and let us know what you thought of the show with a comment or like on iTunes. Visit HealthyTipsAfter50.com for this episode's show notes, more resources, and free offers.